0: Book of St. Peter's fourth chapter 12 verse. Let us think along this line today: Forged in fire. I, I suspect a lot of you don't even know what that means. Pastor going to explain it to you. Forged in fire. Amen. There is another TV show that I really like, I I, I really like, and the name of it is Forged in Fire. Anybody familiar with that? Amen. Forged in Fire. What it is, it's shaping metal under extreme heat. Shaping metal. You put the metal, you heat up the metal, and you shape it. The heat or soften the metal. And you can move the metal by beating on it, placing it on an anvil, using a mallet, a metal mallet, to shape it into your desired outcome. Somebody say forged in fire. Well, well, you, the greatest lesson that I've ever learned in life was in a fiery situation. What you mean, pastor? Uh, facing a bill that you couldn't pay? A breakup in a relationship? Being misunderstood? Kids acting like they don't have no home trainer? That brings about a heated situation. And normally you are best shaped in a heated situation. If everything was hunky-dory and everything was real nice, you wouldn't learn nothing. Not a thing, somebody say nothing. But let some fire get up on you. If nothing else, it'll move you from where you were Forged in fire. Well, first of all, you need a predetermined outcome. On this particular show, they give them five minutes to draw out what their desired outcome is. Sometimes it's a hatchet, sometimes it's a sword, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. But they put on paper and it has to be by the specs that is given to them by the program. You have to have your blade so long, your tang so long, your tang is the end of the knife where you put a helm on it so you can use. Every one of y'all got knives in your house. Those knives was forged. They begin with just raw metal, But the compness heat it up, shape it, put a handle on it, and sharpen it. Now, let's talk about you. We are just raw. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Somebody said raw. And God has to put us in a, some fire. To heat us up, to make us uncomfortable, so he can move us. You can't move hard metal, and, and you can't move stubborn people, but let some fire get up on them. They'll be willing to change their behavior. Well, the next thing is you have to have a material that can be hardened. All material will not harden. What you mean, Pastor, once you have the desired shape, you won't. You heat it up again and you stick it into some a barrel of oil. So the oil will cool it down without cracking the metal. You have to use oil because if you don't use oil, you will try to quench it. That's called quenching. Quench it in water will make the send cracks, stress cracks throughout the metal, and when you get ready to test it, it'll break, snap. Are you following me now? Well, once the Lord shape us, we have to be quenched to maintain our shape, and it has to be a uh, substance that will harden. See, uh, you have to choose your metal right because all metals don't harden. But when you get the right shape, the right metal, you heat it up again and you quench it into a barrel of oil. And that will harden the metal so it will maintain sharpness. Are you following me? Otherwise, it'll make the edge kind of brittle, and it won't perform like it should. I, as I'm explaining this, I hope you're thinking about yourself. Have you been quenched with the Holy Ghost? It'll sharpen you, and you'll maintain your sharpness. Somebody say sharpness. If you go to try to sh- sharp and soft metal, it won't maintain its edge. Are you maintaining your Christian edge? Or are you, or is it breaking and cracking and chipping off? Okay. Fire and forge. Well, well, see, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7 says it like this. The sixth verse reads, In this you rejoice. In this what? In these fiery trials. See, Christians react to problems different, but the same. They recognize the potential of the harm. Okay? But they don't bend under pressure because they have been forged and they've been quenched. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, somebody say a little, while. A little while. First Peter 1, 6 and 7. If necessary, you have given grief by various trials. The scripture is saying, for a little while, this thing that's heating you up It's just going to last for a little while. Christians, we got to understand that we are not exempt from trials and tribulation. And when they do come, it's just for a little while. It's not the end of the world. Somebody might be going through something right now. Just remember this scripture. It says a little while. I know some various people in our audience have... Gone under surgery, under the knife, various therapies, back pains, knee pains, hip pains, just somebody say pain. Pain, pain will heat you up. Yes, right it. <laughs> Won't it do it? Yes. But, but again, it's just for a little while. I pray somebody's encouraged today because your circumstances is just for a little while. And I'm gonna tell you why they come, okay? Seventh verse, so that the tested genuineness of your faith. In other words, it's testing you. You know, a lot of folks are so quick, oh yeah, I got faith, I got this and I got that, and, 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 and they get a cold and almost give up. Am I right about it? So, so it's for, and this is scripture, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, read it when you get home. It says, it's just to test your faith. Think about what I'm thinking, of talking about. Behold, think it not strange when you find yourself in a fiery trial. Which is to what? Try you. Which is to... Test you. You, the one said you have faith. Be careful what you say. You say, Oh, I got faith. Boom, here come a trial. To test. I'm not testing it. God, you're not testing it for God. You are testing it for yourself. You need to know if you got faith or not. And stop trying to impress folks with your lip service. Don't tell me you got faith and you moaning and groaning and you ain't got no faith. Because it's being tested and you're failing the test. Somebody said grin and barren. It. It's only it's only for a little while. Is that helping anybody? And I know you, y'all look like new money. You look like you ain't got a care in the world right now. But I know you got some issues. I know there's concern. Somebody might be in, you know, fiery trial right now. But the uh, the father told me to stop by bottomless this morning and let you know it's just for a. Uh, It's just for a little while. It ain't because God don't like you. It ain't because God is picking on you. You the one that declared you had faith. So he gonna let you see. He already knows. He gonna let you see if you have faith. Now, uh, 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 can I call on some witnesses? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God allowed them to be thrown into the fiery furnace. Yes, he did. He could have stopped them. But he threw them in. Before they went in, he said, oh, king, we want to let you know. We will not bow down. And I want to let you know this morning, stop bowing down to your situation. I don't care if it's physical, mentally, emotionally, financially, stop buying down because it's only for... Anybody ever been in a situation and it's almost devastates you and you look around again and the Lord does bless you? Because, see, that fiery trial is only for... Just a little while. I, I, so I, if you don't remember nothing there, he said, this thing I'm going through, pastor said it ain't but for a little while. But pastor is just repeating what's in the word. He said it's just for. It's for the trying of your faith. Next time you're going to man up, woman up, you're going to handle this situation a lot different because you remember the last time you fell on your faith. This time I'm going to stand on my feet. Because it's only for. Well, 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 that's what the Bible says about it. He said, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold. That's what they do to gold, didn't you know? They put it under extreme heat. Why? Because gold has a high tolerance for heat a high tolerance in other words when you mine gold several other metals are connected to gold and so they purify it by putting the gold on the extreme heat it's so much heat that it burns all the other metals that's connected to it up oh help me lord jesus God is putting somebody, somebody is in a fiery trial right now because you got too much stuff connected to you. Some of that stuff needs to be burned out. Yeah. But it ain't gonna burn you. Shadrach, Meshach, a and go and say, Oh, King, I don't care what you say, we won't bow down. The God we serve is Abel. Ain't the God you serve Abel? Yeah. I said, Is he able? He said, just throw us in. The Bible said they bound them up and threw them into the fire. They had heated the fiery furnace up seven times hotter than it had ever been heated before. In other words, the one that threw them in got burned up. So as they was in the fiery furnace, somebody looked in the door and said, Behold, did not we throw in? Three, behold, I see four. And the fourth one looked like the son of God. Am I right about it? See, I used to hear old preachers say, uh, 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 God air-conditioned the flames. No, God don't, God, God, God don't have to change the nature of fire. You know what God did? He made them fireproof. Somebody ought to hear me today. Let God make you fireproof. So when these little petty issues come knocking on your door, you can just step right on over. When sickness comes, you can step right on over. When heartache comes, you can step right Because God has made you fireproof. And things that used to move you don't move you anymore. In other words, they can't move you anymore. You look at those things and say, been there, done that. I'm not going to fail the next time. The first time I start calling my friends, I put my business out on the Facebook, and that didn't help nothing. It just stirred up a lot of confusion. But this time, problem. This time, sickness. This time, being misunderstood. I ain't falling on my face. I'm going to stand on my feet. Somebody ought to say something for the Lord. Christians are exhorted to behave with patience and integrity under their present severe persecution. Don't you know we're going to be persecuted? If they led the Lord to a rugged cross, don't you think you next? But fear not, fear not, is God is with you. He's more than the whole world against you. Am I right about it? See, see, first, he, 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 he uh, wanted us to know that it's not strange or unusual for God's people to be persecuted. You got to understand who you are. You represent God. And the world don't like you, because you're not doing what they doing. When they get ready to go throw down, you say, well, I'm going to the house and look at my TV Am I right about that? When mischiefs come your way, you say, no, I ain't doing it. When a chance to lie comes, I, I ain't lying. In other words, if you're God's child, expect to be persecuted. Persecuted for righteousness' sakes. Persecuted because you've taken a stand. Persecuted because you're... Attempting to hold up the blood-stained banner of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Secondly, uh, uh, we ought to be thankful, if we are doing it for righteousness sake, that we have suffered like Christ. Oh, God. Oh, God. Paul said it it did him pleasure to, to, to suffer. He learned so much through suffering. See, when you out there in the hospital laying on your back, that's fire in a fiery situation. See, God knows that when he can get the best out of us, sometimes he has to lock us up. Sometimes he has to put us flat on our back. Sometimes he puts us in an uncomfortable situation, but it's only just to talk to you. Because while you up shimming and shaking making good money and driving your, your nice car with nice rims and tires and living in your fancy home, you ain't listening to nobody. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't even got what I got. Okay, keep on with that attitude. God knows how to strip it. The higher God takes us, the humble we should be. Am I right about it? Thirdly, thirdly, thirdly. Beside the prospect of the future glory, they had a presence, the Spirit of God for their support. In other words, despite what's going on, I got a friend in Jesus, and the Holy Ghost is living in me. All I have to do is say, Holy Ghost, I'm in trouble. I need you. I need you right now. He might not act right now, but he'll give you some patience to wait on him. Won't he do it? Yeah. See, patience is valuable commodity. Patience. especially when, when you're anticipating something marvelous, you just can't wait. You, what's wrong with you? I just, hey, I'm, I can't wait. You can wait. Fourthly, uh, uh, it was a, it's an honor to suffer for Christ's sake. It's an honor to suffer. Fifthly, no matter what happens, the weight of the storm won't break you. Somebody ought to shout right there. I'm letting you know that no matter what comes to you, when you're a child of God, it won't break you, it won't alter your devotion, it won't destroy your faith. In other words, it comes just to try you. And see, here's the deal with a test. A test measures not only what you know, but a test is designed to measure what you don't know. Am I right about it? God puts us through tests. He don't tempt us, but he does test us. It's not for his benefit. It's for our benefit. We know we need to know what we're riding on. In other words, you go out there on your car right now, and you got no treads on your tires. You're taking a chance. You're, You're taking a chance. And the hot highways are going to test it. And you might not... Make the test. But a wise person will go out there and say, Oh, these ties getting a little low. Let me go on the discount tie or uh, second hand. Give, give me a secondhand good tie, and so I can have more confidence. It might blow out too, but at least I got more confidence. Anybody need more confidence in the Lord today? Just a little bit assuring. And he'll assure you that he's with you. Am I right about it? So as I hurry to a close, son, from these things, he exhausts us to persevere. Stand up like a woman and stand up like a man. Under these situations, it letting the enemy know, say, you can throw anything you want to at me. I'm a child of God. And as long as I stay in his will, He will through. I said he will bring me through. See, the world was in fire just the other day. The world was in a fiery. In fact, the world was burning up and they needed and the world needed a savior. The world needed somebody to put this fire out. The world needed somebody to come in and be a perpetuation for sin. And God it is infinite mercy. I say, God in His infinite mercy, our man, in the name of Jesus. Aren't you glad that He came and put your fire out? Because sin will make you burn, won't it? Sin will make you do things that you're not accustomed to do. Sin will make you do things that you don't even want. Sin will just make you do. And God sent Jesus. Jesus gave His life. Am I right about it? He let mean men put nails in his hand. And he let mean men uh, put a spike through his feet. Am I right about it? He let mean men uh, stick a hole in his side. And out of that hole came water and blood. Am I right about it? He let mean men put a crown of thorns on his head and pressed them down in his brow. Am I right about it? They, they, they put him on a bar you know, on a cross and, and he died. Didn't the Lord die? They put him in a barry grave. But, uh, Somebody said early, early Sunday morning, uh, he got up. Didn't the Lord get up with all power in his hand? He has power The mend the broken heart, power to heal the sick, and power to raise the day. Power, all oh, power was in his holy hand but he didn't stop there because he's coming back again he's coming in the aisle riding on a cloud those in the graveyard will rise first those alive shall be chained in a moment at the drinking of an eye we'll be caught up somebody shout caught up we'll be caught up and going home with Jesus If I can use my sanctified imagination when I fly like a window seat. Am I right about it? I like to see where I'm leaving, and I like to see where I'm going, and I can use my imagination as I look back on this earth. I'm leaving pain, leaving worry, I'm leaving concern, I'm leaving cheating. I'm leaving backbiting, yeah, and I'm going where the weary shall cease from troubling and the weary shall be at rest. I'm going where every day is Sunday and Sabbath will have no end. Ain't he all right? I can't hear you this morning. Ain't the Lord all right? Somebody say, Yeah. Yeah, yes, he is. I know he is. So don't trip when fiery trials come your way. Don't trip when things come you don't understand. Don't trip because you have a God that sits high and he looks low. You have a God. That neither sleep, neither does he slumber. You have a God that knows your every need. Ain't he all right? Ah, yeah. I know he's all right. I said, I know he's all right. Do you know he's all right? Do you know he's all right? Somebody say, Yeah. yeah! Ah! Let us put our hands together for the word.